Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation. I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program. Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self-worth and great relationships. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and I am so excited that you're here. Thank you for tuning in, for being a loyal listener. I hope you can give yourself some gratitude for taking this time today to tune in and do some work, right? There's so many things that can get our attention in this world. So good job. You know, it's easy to distract and watch Netflix or look at the latest celebrity headlines, but you're doing something good for you. So I'm really happy that you're here and listening. I want to remind you, this is your last opportunity to participate in our giveaway. In case you did not know, when you leave a written review of this podcast and you DM it to me, a screenshot of it to me on Instagram you get entered to win a free hour-long coaching session one-on-one with me. So it takes two seconds to do it. Leave a written review of the podcast and screenshot it and send it over via DM and you'll be entered to win. And we will announce that winner on December 1st. So just a couple of days left. Don't miss out on the opportunity to engage in this giveaway. And 
What I want to say is, wow, we had a masterclass recently. And yes, it was the first time I used the F word in a masterclass. And holy cow, it really went well. We had such positive feedback. People loved it. And I know that we want to make the replay available. So I'm going to do my best to put that replay in the show notes so that if you missed it, you can watch it because we got a ton of positive feedback, people DMing and saying, oh my gosh, the light bulbs went off. Now I understand why I do what I do. So I don't want you to miss out and I'll do my best to get that link in the show notes. Today, I'm super excited to share with you that we are going to talk about what are the four components that make us susceptible to unhealthy relationships. And many of you know, I myself am a survivor of narcissistic abuse, that I spent a decade of dating really uh, like and and here's the thing, I don't want to say I was dating unhealthy people because I myself was unhealthy, right? Like I had so much healing to do, but I found myself in unhealthy, toxic, really harmful relationship dynamics for about a decade. So I have a ton of experience in this category of knowing what was it that made me really susceptible to those kinds of relationships And then just through, obviously, my uh, research as a clinical psychologist and helping hundreds and hundreds of clients at this point, I have a really good idea of what makes people vulnerable to that kind of relationship. And I was thinking about it recently, and I thought, wow, if I had had this information earlier on, it would have been so helpful So I just want to review it with you all right now. We're going to dive into the four components of what can make you susceptible to an unhealthy relationship. All right. And you know, you might want to take notes if you're driving, don't take notes, but let's do it. So the first thing is your attachment style, which obviously we talk about quite a bit on the podcast. Another component, your relationship blueprint, which I will talk about more in depth here. The third component, your relationship belief system. And then the fourth component, this one's really interesting. It's the concept of intermittent reinforcement, which I go very in depth on in the masterclass. So if that's something that interests you, make sure you watch the masterclass So these four components, your attachment style, your relationship blueprint, your relationship belief system, and intermittent reinforcement in a relationship dynamic. I'm going to dive into each one and hopefully you'll have an understanding so that you can identify, oh my gosh, is this an area, right, that I really need to work on? The reality is, is that these are all factors And for each of you listening, it's going to be different factors that um, can create your vulnerability to a toxic relationship. So for example, for one of you, it might be, okay, you really need to work on your attachment style and moving towards secure attachment. For someone else, it might be, man, you got really stuck in intermittent reinforcement in a relationship. So I just want you to keep in mind that 
Some of these you may relate to more than others, and that's totally expected. Okay. Number one, your attachment style. We talk about this a lot on the podcast, but your attachment style, this is your learned behaviors and ways of being in a relationship. And it's how you learned to show up in order to try to create security in a relationship. And there are four styles. You all know this. You've heard me talk about it. But just as a review, we have anxious attachment style. This is where you have high need for reassurance. So no matter how much reassurance you have, you're probably catastrophizing the end of the relationship. And with this attachment style, you're really prioritizing the relationship above your own needs. And there's constant fear that there's threats to the relationship. The second style, avoidant attachment style, where you have a high need for independence and self-reliance, and you're actually going into hyper-independence and sort of using that as a defense mechanism to avoid intimacy and avoid depending on others. For an avoidant attachment style, it's very scary to depend on others and you'll avoid it at all costs. Then we have the disorganized attachment style, which is this painful, terrible combination of anxious and avoidant tendencies. And what happens is usually as a relationship progresses, there's more intimacy, there's more closeness. Someone with a disorganized attachment style experiences the pendulum swing between anxious strategies and avoidant attachment strategies. So at one moment you're saying, oh my gosh, I need reassurance. I need closeness. Don't leave me. And then the next moment you're saying, well, I don't care what you do. I'm going to Mexico, have a nice life, right? You know, I'm being extreme, but it really feels like that pendulum swing and it's incredibly painful and confusing. All right. And then we've got the secure attachment style, which is what we all want where we're able to speak our truth openly and honestly, we can set boundaries. We value ourself and we value the relationship. And this person obviously does need reassurance and they're able to self-soothe and give themselves reassurance as well. Um, And this is where we all want to be. It's the most emotionally regulated and peaceful way of showing up in a relationship. So that's our attachment theory review, right? And I think it's really important to realize that your attachment style was created based on survival in your early relationships. You don't ever want to forget that of this was not something that you were born and you said, ooh, I want to be anxiously attached, right? You didn't come out of the womb saying, ooh, I'd really like to feel insecure in my relationships. No, you developed your attachment style over time as a survival strategy in your relationships because we need security. We need a, in in clinical psych, we'd say a secure object, aka a caregiver that we know will provide for us that we can form an attachment to, right? And as part of your survival growing up, 
You do whatever you have to do to connect to that caregiver, to try to maintain some kind of attachment. So you're forced to adapt to however your caregiver was showing up, right? So I want you to have a ton of compassion for whatever attachment style you've developed. Okay, so that was the first factor. The next one, number two, your relationship blueprint. This is fascinating to me. So as I've done more research and just worked with more clients, a blueprint really speaks to the working schema or the model that your brain has for a relationship. And this is unconscious. And what's interesting about a blueprint is I really feel that it's developed out of your felt experience. So if you think about it, our brains have little schemas or models. I like to picture a little file cabinet that has the word relationship on it. And this is what your brain knows about what a relationship is. And it's a combination of anything you've seen in the media, anything you saw with your parents, all of your early dating experiences, and this little file cabinet of all this information, all these experiences, it comes together and it creates what your brain knows a relationship to be. So this blueprint can be unconsciously sabotaging you because you did not intentionally select what it is that you wanted a relationship to be. One example would be the classic old ways of being in a relationship where maybe um, if you're in a heterosexual connection where the man is the provider and the woman stays at home and she takes care of the children and that's that. And maybe there's not much affection and there's not much travel together or joy or excitement and you're just kind of going about life together that way in your predefined roles, right? That is a blueprint. That's a schema. What people fail to realize is you actually can say, well, what would feel good to me? What does a healthy relationship actually look like? What would it look like for me to rewrite the blueprint? It's interesting to think about this, right? Of we all have, you know, another word you could say is a paradigm, These are interchangeable, but we all have these ideas of what a relationship is, but have you ever stopped to examine it? So one little piece of homework, you know, I love to give you homework, things to do. I would have you just write out what would your ideal relationship look like? What's the blueprint for your ideal relationship? And of course, Um, I have other episodes on this and I talk a lot about this inside of the Empowered Secure Love Program, but I hope that this just kind of gave you something to start with and you can at least start thinking about it. Okay. So the third element is your relationship belief system. And I spent a lot of time on this because it's so important. Once again, this is unconscious. This is less about the model that you have, and this is about the beliefs that have been ingrained, and you have beliefs about yourself, and you also have beliefs about relationships and what's going to happen in a relationship. 
So for example, classic here is the belief I have about myself is that I'm not enough, that I'm unlovable is another one. These are core beliefs or that um, there's something wrong with me. I'm too old. It's too late, et cetera, et cetera. These are beliefs about myself. Now, beliefs about relationships, maybe you have the belief that you have to earn love or that you have to achieve in order to be loved or that you have to look a certain way in order to be loved. Another example would be that I have to um, make sure that I do everything to please my partner or I'll be abandoned. Another example is I will always be cheated on. I will always be lied to. I cannot trust anyone. These are all relationship beliefs. So your belief system, your beliefs about yourself and your beliefs about relationships This is unconscious for most of the world, and it's impacting your behaviors. It's impacting your way of being, your dating, who you're attracted to. So it's incredibly important to take a look at your belief system. And what's interesting is traditional psychotherapy doesn't really get to this level. And this was one of the reasons why I created the coaching program that I did because there's this whole other world of belief work that really doesn't get addressed as much with your typical psychologist. So I personally love belief work because instead of addressing symptoms, we're addressing the core. And When we address the core of who you are, your life can change a lot more quickly than when we address the symptoms. So one of the reasons I'm a huge advocate of belief work. Okay, the fourth element. This one's really fascinating to me. I think I've talked about it probably briefly, but the fourth element of what can make you susceptible to a toxic relationship is intermittent reinforcement. And like I said, I go more in depth on everything in the masterclass. So make sure you watch it. But intermittent reinforcement is a concept I learned in my um, psychology of learning graduate courses. I still remember my professor. He was so hilarious. Um, And he would walk around and like if someone was asleep in the class, He would just sit next to them and wait for them to wake up. And he was just this professor. You could tell he was so passionate about what he was teaching. And yeah, I I still, it's probably why this concept really stuck with me. So shout out to all those teachers that really engage and make learning fun. Um, Anyways, back to the point, we're talking about intermittent reinforcement. So Intermittent reinforcement is the uh, science. It's actually, yeah, as I said, psychology of learning. What we know is this. When reinforcement is unpredictable, it becomes addicting. And we're talking about positive reinforcement here. So um, what research has shown is that there's correlation with intermittent reinforcement and gambling addiction. So think about gambling, right? You're you're putting your money in, you're putting your money in, you're losing money, 
losing money. It's a negative experience. And then all of a sudden you might win the jackpot. Oh my gosh, the rush of winning the jackpot. What research shows is that intermittent reinforcement schedule is what causes the addiction. The same can be true in abusive relationships and toxic relationships. You don't even realize it, but you're on an intermittent reinforcement schedule. Ooh, isn't that, isn't that wild? I mean, I know that was me. If I think about my relationship, which I've talked about at times, the one that finally got me to rock bottom. So I'm incredibly grateful to that relationship now because it made me heal. Um, but when I think about it, there was a ton of negative things happening. There was a lot of, you know, being put down, um, emotional abuse, being isolated from people, being controlled. There's all this negative, negative, negative. And then we'd go away for a weekend to the coast and he would tell me how much he loved me and buy me jewelry and take me out to a beautiful dinner and apologize for everything. And those little pockets of love and a ton of positive connection, those were the things that I kept staying for because I was waiting for that again. And then I would tell myself, oh, that's who he really is, right? When in reality, those were so, they became more um, few and far between. And that was not a representation of the relationship. But I was on an intermittent reinforcement schedule. So I don't know how many of you are at that place or you can um, you can relate and you've been at that place. And I think what's what's interesting is we can find ourselves in these kinds of relationships, but on different, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like at different levels. So obviously not all toxic relationships are the same. Not all abusive relationships are the same. There's a wide spectrum of experiences. So you could be experiencing inter- intermittent reinforcement on a very low grade level, AKA how about the situationship that ignores you for three weeks and then they pop up in your DMs and say, hi, beautiful. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, that's an example of intermittent reinforcement, right? It's not predictable. It just pops up every once in a while. And then you're kicking yourself about like, oh, why can't I let go of this? Like, I know I should just tell him that, hey, I'm not here for this kind of inconsistent communication. And you're like, why can't I just let go of it? Well, your brain might be just a little bit addicted to that dopamine that you get when it unexpectedly pops up, right? So I just want you to really think about this concept and see how it applies to the inconsistent relationships that maybe you have found yourself in. All right, we did it. We got to the four different factors that make you susceptible to a toxic relationship and I just want to review them with you. So this is going to be so helpful for you if you're like the girl in the friend group who knows all of these things and you're listening to your friends talk about what's going on in their relationships. You can say it to yourself or if you're brave, you can share it with your friends. But you have a little bit of knowledge now about what really makes people vulnerable to getting into these kinds of relationships. And I, I will say this awareness allows us to have so much more compassion. 
So I hope when you listen to this episode, you have compassion for yourself and you have compassion for other people in your life. And you can realize, wow, people are not choosing consciously to be in these kinds of relationships. They have all of these factors that can work against them, that make them vulnerable. So instead of being, I don't know, frustrated or upset with the person who finds themselves in really unhealthy relationships over and over, can you give that person compassion, right? New levels of understanding equal new levels of compassion. So to review, the four things we talked about were your attachment style, your relationship blueprint, your relationship belief system, and intermittent reinforcement. I hope you liked today's episode. And of course, you know, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving if you celebrated. And just know that I am incredibly grateful for each one of you. Thank you for being part of this community. I'll talk to you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.